Hello there, it's Simon from For Every Human. I think that's right anyway, that's my brand, yeah. All right, I'm driving home from work, doing my normal thing. And I thought, you know, I'll do a podcast because I was asked a question today. And I'll, this is a paraphrasing of the question. Why do people believe crystals have healing qualities? Why do people, and I think the, the exact phrase was, why do people go eat McDonald's and then put a crystal in their pocket and think, oh, yep, that'll do the trick? Now, I, what the, 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 back, the underlying question that's being asked here is what makes people believe in things that are sort of demonstrably not true? And I've touched on this quite a bit when it comes to anti-vaxxers, but this is a bit more specific. Um, anti-vaxxers is very specifically a, um, um, it's a rebellion against authority. It's a rebellion against government, uh, governments. Um, it's a lack of trust. It's a lack of knowledge in science. It's a lot of other things, but very broad elements like people who think, believe in crystal magic. And <laughs> let's say this right now, I'm a geologist and I'm a very rational person. I'm going to try not to be insulting because there are people who do hold value, hold, hold beliefs that are very valuable to them that rocks can transmit energies and healing energies and mindfulness energies and things like that. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to try not to be insulting. I do apologize if I am because it's, I don't think very much of it. All right, anyway. So, as a geologist, when you have, uh, say, rose quartz. Now, rose quartz is just straight up quartz. It's, so it's silicon dioxide. It's formed as a result of hydrothermal. Well, one, one of the ways it's formed as hydrothermal fluid or through volcanics. It's hot thing cooling, hot, hot thing full of silica cooling into crystal, uh, cooling and crystal growing, and that's quartz. Um, rose quartz has got an, a little bit extra of another element I, off the top of my head. I cannot remember what makes it red, but the, all the different so all the different elements make crystals different colours. So you, I think, copper, copper makes things greenish, cobalt makes things bluish, um, but there's also other things. I cannot remember that. I, I'm colorblind, so I never really learned all the associations just because what the hell was the point? Um, but they're there. So the addition of a little bit of extra of another element inside the quartz crystal shades it a different color. That's all it is. Um, however, to someone who thinks of in rocks and crystals in a different way, quartz is good for other things. The energies that are stored in quartz and retransmitted into the world can assist in whatever the element of that they do for that for, for that crystal. I think quartz is clarity, one of its things. Rose quartz, maybe other things as well. There's probably other things, but I think it's clarity. As I said, I don't know what they do particularly well. So, is there any evidence to demonstrate that a crystal can can give off healing energies or financial energies or can alter reality in any meaningful way? No, there is not. Some crystals are conductive. 
if they've got a metalliferous element within them. So if a crystal's got, if a sort of a silicon crystal has got iron oxide, iron or iron oxides in it, or some other metal, or silver can be sometimes in there, or gold, then it can become conductive. Silicon, so quartz, is non-conductive. You cannot pass electrical energy through it. If the conversation is about more esoteric forms of energy, then you cannot demonstrate that. And this ultimately comes down to an argument that I have with theists, people who believe in the existence of God, who will say, well, imagine you discover some new thing about the universe that the physics can't explain. And while that hasn't happened a lot recently, it does happen occasionally. And I say, well, I accept that there will be a, uh, a model of our science that will eventually explain it. It'll probably be wrong and then it'll be right probably eventually and they go aha as if this is a big moment you take it on faith as if that's the key that's the thing and I go and you go well yes it is a take it on faith that there is a natural law that describes this phenomenon and it will eventually be described by our sciences because that is a process that has happened time and time and time again to describe phenomenon and the natural laws within our society and our sciences. So that faith is not a stretch. But to then say, I'm using my faith to accept the existence of a supernatural element of nature, so supernatural being above or beyond nature, even though nothing of any supernatural element has ever been demonstrated successfully. That's a big F, that's a big faith. So you're taking it on faith that that will happen while it's been demonstrated it will not. All right, so a little bit off topic there, but that's okay. This helps you understand that people's willingness to believe is always very strong. And now we get it, now let's go in a different direction. You have people, so the people who believe that, that crystals can heal you, um, who believe that if you put enough energy into it, it'll have a, it'll give you that response back well that's called the placebo effect and your brain is capable of some pretty phenomenal things if you believe hard enough and maybe thinking that a crystal is going to do the job but yeah there's been some observed instances there but nothing attributed to the crystal itself it's usually your brain doing the work for you um oh, I had a point but it's disappeared <laughs> So what makes a person believe wholeheartedly in something that that society doesn't accept as a general rule? Now, I heard this, this is, a, I'm paraphrasing someone else that I saw recently. If we did not have major theocratical organizations like churches in our society, if we had not spent the last several thousand years worshiping gods, then the idea in our society that there are vast groups of people that believe in something that cannot be demonstrated in any meaningful way whatsoever would be pure, unbelievable insanity. It is, would be called religion, and spirituality in that regard would be called delusion. Now, a little bone to pick with religion here. Spirituality in ancient, in ancient times, in, say, the Greek and the Greek meaning of the word, has more to do with self than it does 
divinity. So spirituality is less about inherently things that are divine and more about your relationship with the world around you, be that divinity or not. So spirituality is fine. It's almost almost a shorthand for psychology, for mental health and your relationship with things higher and lower and around you and all that jazz. Anyway, moving on. We as a society find certain beliefs and practices acceptable, and we find certain beliefs and practices unacceptable. Churches, so whether that be the major monotheistic faiths, whether that be things like Buddhism, whether that be things like uh, Wicca or paganism, but that's just a, a, a conglomeration of other European faiths mixed in with cherry-picked indigenous practices, and it's usually very, very colonizer mindset. Um, there are pagan, like there's, there's been a resurgence in people who follow Norse paganism, which is enormously white supremacist as well, which is problematic at the best of times. Uh, there are people who believe themselves to be shamans in the modern era. My, I used to, I used to do, do yoga. That person thought that they were, said they were a shaman. Um, so my, it's mine. It's not the question why. But society doesn't accept the. It's it like it's kind of it sees it as harmless, so that's fine. But you know this is not a valid concept. But we try to be plural, which because we allow people of multiple belief structures in our society. So you will have people that have alternating belief structures that this faith is better than that. This faith is different to that faith, and my faith is right and your faith is wrong. Well, that's fine. Let's all learn to let live and let live because everyone's allowed to have their belief structures and you're not hurting anyone by thinking the quartz has magical powers and that's fine that's great so it's not inherently damaging to a society and it's not punished um, in a pluralist society you know in other countries that would be different like tribing a christian in china about 50 years ago and still today um and that's a recurring theme in humanity is where things are socially acceptable and things are not socially acceptable. So we're really, in ways, we're very open right now. We're not, like, unless you're a trans person, then that's problematic. But the barrier keeps shifting. In my parents' generation, it was... In my parents' parents' generation, it was women's suffrage. In my parents' generation, it was civil rights and anti-war in my generation it was homosexuality and same-sex marriage and now the fight is um, transgender and gender identity so that's fine it's just the benchmark keeps moving so we yeah so I'm making I'm kind of dropping off points left right center here because I'm really really tired I'm just going to have some more of my go juice while I try not to have a car accident with the person next to me. Get the old synapses firing a bit. So, when we get down to the level of why do people believe this? We get into the same category 
sort of not category, same arena that I've talked about before with anti-vaxxers. Not the <coughs> sort of belligerent malevolence that they seem to apply to everyone else, but just the unassailable idea that they have in their mind that their way of thinking is absolute and nothing will ever change their mind. And we've talked about this, it's called ideological entrenchment. And it stems from oh, quite a few of the biological biases that inhabit our brain, because we are half-evolved monkey creatures, that come from, you get it, here's the favourite statement, giant-headed babies. So, we uh, have a lot of flaws in our cognition. One of the big ones is confirmation bias. Another one is that we're emotional thinkers, not rational thinkers. And as we talked about before, once someone bases a piece of information, bases their core identity around a piece of information, you cannot change their mind. They are now pinned to that for probably most of their life, unless there is enough trauma received that they don't then, they don't double down and they manage to get a perspective shift. So that would be people who have joined, wholeheartedly joined cults, have devoted themselves to cults. And, and, you know, some churches are indistinguishable from cults. Devoted themselves to it, destroyed all their possessions, thrown themselves into being members of this cult, only for a barrier to have passed and something to have triggered off a response in them that they can then think clearly about it and see an ulterior perspective. This is called a perspective shift. We have them all the time. Like, but they're they're usually little. If you've ever shown someone true empathy, so someone around you is hurting and you have shown them empathy, which is to show solidarity with their pain, to understand their pain, to demonstrate they are not alone in their pain. That's some of the definitions of empathy, not all of them. What you have done is you have activated a perspective of that other person's pain. And people who are genuinely empathic, most most people find it a struggle, some people don't. You are able to see a person's perspective and their emotional perspective very easily. So that's a perspective shift. Now, usually that's voluntary one. Imagine a, a celebrity that you really, really respected had turns out that they were a sexual predator of some description and you didn't know about that. And then that information, you are shocked, you're appalled, you're, you're pained. If, it, if you had a real love of that celebrity and you really thought the most of them, if you really thought highly of them, you're going to experience something called cognitive dissonance where the reality of where that respect and love for that person hits up against the, tra- the, the understanding and the trauma of what's ha- what they've been accused of, found guilty of. And that actually can cause you physical pain. Cognitive... Um, I just said the right word. I said the words. Um, I'll come back to it. Anyway, this thing that's happening in your brain that I'm talking about that I've just forgotten the word for. Um, oh, God damn it. <laughs> it can cause real physical trauma. In severe cases, it can cause brain damage. Yeah, (laughs) that's not good. So confronting people's significant sense of an idea that they hold very close to themselves can be very problematic. 
And if you manage to successfully engender a perspective shift in this person, that can then be particularly dangerous to do. Not all the time. Most people will just change their mind. Most people will just adjust and change their mind. But it can come with some real trauma. Especially if... So you've got people who are anti-vax. Strongly anti-vax. Screaming about being anti-vax. Screaming. And then they get COVID. And then they're in a hospital. And then they beg for the vaccine. Because they didn't think COVID was anything. They didn't think it was real. And then they got it. And they had a perspective shift because the reality changed their opinion. And so... And COVID's horrifying. It is awful. There's video emerging of some woman in Texas now who was a fierce anti-vaxxer. Um, who got... She got dropped off, or dropped off at a hospital by her husband, thinking that because she had COVID, they'd give her a bed and let her in. They no, she was. They wouldn't let her in the building because she was unvaccinated and had COVID. Because they were full of unvaccinated people with COVID. So that can cause a perspective shift. Now, when it comes to things that are not quite as vitriolic as, say anti-vaxxers and COVID. So, so let's go back to our new age person who um, is pagan or uh, at least a, a Wicca or some sort of new age spiritualist or and they think that um, crystals have healing properties. That contains a lot less vitriol because... I mean, I'm a, ge- I'm a geologist. I've argued with people about it, but never hatefully. Because who cares if you believe in that? It doesn't hurt anyone. It's an entire economy, and extracting these crystals from developing nations is usually not very kind to the people, mostly children, who are excavating them. For example, um, the next time you buy Himalayan salt, be careful you don't buy cheap, shitty stuff because sometimes it's mixed with the black powder, so gunpowder, that they use to blast it out of the mountainside. And Himalayan salt also is not inherently better. There are some really great artist, Australian artisanal salts that are just as delicious. Buy them. <laughs> I don't get paid for this, by the way. So, now the problem gets into when say the person thinks that their strange idea is going to protect them again we come back to anti-vaxxers or we can have the crystal energy person the person who eats like shit constantly and they think oh you know i'll just have this piece of sodalite in my pocket and that will boost my metabolism and i'll burn off the extra energy yeah that's really only hurting you but it can still be a dangerous ideology It's not dangerous enough that society needs to confront that ideology. And inherently, this is where it lies. Society is more than happy for you to believe whatever you want. Hang on. People driving like lunatics. Right up until it does one of two things. One, is dangerous to other people. Or two, starts to contravene, directly oppose the status quo. Now, there are times where this is bad, so anti-vaxxers, there are times where this needs to happen because 
you know, the climate change is coming and it's largely being caused by capitalism. So there is an argument for violently overthrowing that model because we're never going to do it. We're never, it is extremely unlikely we will elect ourselves outside of a capitalist model. The United States or Australia are not going to just turn the fuck around and decide to be highly left-wing socialist paradises. Never going to happen. So, yeah, there's, there's ways in which society... Oh, yeah, I've kind of meandered off the point a little bit. I'm trying to keep myself straight on. So, believing Crystal not inherently dangerous, not inherently so counter-social that it is a deemed a delusion. And the other part that was brought up by the person who asked me this question was, why is it mostly women? I don't necessarily have the background to answer the question why it is mostly women. And I can kind of I can kind of think that because of all of my of through my journey, through my lived experience, so this is anecdotal. Anytime I haven't had anything to do with crystal magic, it has been by women. I have not met many men at all that have anything to do with it. So it is women. Now, I can make some guesses. Potentially, it's about women finding something to believe in. Uh, like, it probably stems from the inequality nature of our society towards women, the abuses that women face that men don't. As I said, I am not I am not trained or knowledgeable enough to answer this question effectively and with the dignity that it needs. I am not a expert in women's studies. So I'll just say that there are probably reasons. Anecdotally, yes, I have encountered it more often and I'll leave it at that. But it, this kind of thinking is absolutely not just limited to women. It's limited to everyone. Men get exactly the same kind of fixations as women do. Primarily, oh, imagine you got a mate. You got a you got a fellow around and he's big into homebrew. And that's all he does is homebrew and he goes to a homebrew club and all of his friends are from the homebrew club and now there is a line he doesn't believe that drinking alcohol does not contravene society's standards um, in any meaningful way at all it fucking encourages it um, drinking too much and the consequences of drinking too much are maligned by our society but not really as much as they should be that's a hobby how is that different from the crystal magic thing men as a general rule don't throw themselves as wholeheartedly into things we as a gender are a little bit more afraid of rejection so we kind of hold ourselves back a bit this is just my observations this could be totally wrong so and that's just one craft that's craft beers so we are just as likely to have these in fact it is a very human response to the world to have a belief in something that is demonstrably not true we all have delusions 
every one of us. Most of those delusions are about ourselves, our self-image, either egoic or self-deprecating. Most, like as I've said before, my entire life is has been about overcoming the the pitifully low self-image I have of myself, and that that just does not freaking shift. No matter what I do, it doesn't change. It is hard to change. It's a big truck right up my ass. All right. So. Oh, I can't go into I can't think of anything. I had it before. I had a really good idea of an exact counter example for men that I could use that's similar to the crystal magic stuff, but I have bloody forgotten it. Suffice to say, they are there. Uh, this is not the the believing irrational things is not a gender construct at all. The flavour of what it is is probably going to be gender biased. Um, things that are to do with healing are traditionally feminine things to do the masculine energies are different so if you have the people that are entrenched around a counter social demonstrably false idea that is masculine you're probably white supremacy <laughs> I don't know that's a really significant example um, there are going to be smaller less impactful less dramatic ones that are more masculine energies and that's fine and they're there and they exist. I just, for the love of God, cannot freaking think of one, which is driving me nuts. Apparently, I'm not doing well in the memory department today. So, yeah, that's right. Make your energy work. Make your brain memory work by putting caffeine into it. Yeah, because that actually works. I'm being sarcastic. It doesn't. Yeah, so how hard... It basically comes down to everyone's Everyone's a bit of a, a little bit kafakta. I said that really wrong. Um, and we all believe things that aren't true. We all have ideologies that if they're challenged, we will react incredibly negatively to. Um, everyone has these ideologies that are entrenched and you cannot challenge them. And often in, say, uh, domestic partnership between couples, these ideolo entrenched ideologies is what will cause the most conflict because the people, when you have an entrenched ideology, you're not really capable of changing your mind. You can compromise and ignore it and other things, but you're not going to change your mind. You kind of can't. It's not an entrenched ideology if you changed your mind, if you just change your mind. So I hope that, that kind of answers the question. I've sort of run out of things to, things to talk about. The, which is annoying because I'm still 10 minutes away from home. The, yeah, we people, like, right, from my perspective, um, evangelists, evangelical Christians are, are, are weird and they believe in something. The American brand of Christianity is a crazy-ass delusion because if anything... You know, the old adage... It's not an old adage. If Jesus came back... Brown-skinned guy preaching socialism... Someone from Texas would fucking put two bullets in his chest. Um, well, that's actually an interesting segue. Let's look at cultural values. Now... Let's look at the two superpowers in the world right now. We have American values and we have Chinese values... China's values 
are really not similar to American values. Um, I'm not an expert on that, so I'm not going to go into the details of what I mean by that, and by all means, someone correct me. I'm not sure who would, but correct me if I'm wrong. We all share the same human experience, but our reality is tinged by culture and cultural relevance. Things that are acceptable in one culture are unacceptable in another. Like the most big example is it's not acceptable for Australians that people go into a school and start shooting whereas it seems to be perfectly acceptable to Americans or at least the Americans that chain make the laws so that well, that's another conversation entirely entitled cultural elite and parasitism so believing in crystal energy crystal magics in a Western developed world context is perfectly culturally normal because it has its roots in either white white people paganism or in the various cultures that colonialism has fucked in the ass and stolen their practices. So it's very white. It's very white people. <laughs> There is a, there's a guy on TikTok. His name's Modern Warrior. Really interesting guy. He's Native, Native American. He starts off every TikTok with, hey, colonizer. And Jesus Christ, that pisses people off. He gets an infinite amount of hate just for doing that. It's great. Thoroughly, you should watch him. He's really interesting. Um, so, what's something that may not work? Like... Yeah, cultural relevancy is a thing. Oh, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not a. I'm not a cultural scientist. I'm not um, well versed in it, so I don't have good potent examples right here, ready to go. So I'm thinking about it for a second. But the more, actually, I was going to say, the more plural and open a society is, the more you get differing viewpoints as sort of an organic process because they're allowed to exist. But that happens in non-plural, highly regimented society as well. It just takes longer, a little bit longer, not by much. Um, you still got, yeah, anyway, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not qualified to talk about that. I've meandered around quite a bit with this little podcast. I hope I've answered the question. The short of it is, now that I'm home, I can... I can wrap up and ten, 10 minutes was maybe a bit of an exaggeration. Um, if the question is, why do people believe things that aren't true? And the answer is, we all believe things that aren't true. It is very much in our nature to believe things that aren't true. Raised in a particular culture will give you cultural sensitivities to certain ideas, its contexts. And certain things that aren't true ideas are more or less uh, acceptable in the various cultures that they're a part of. Um, So in Western democracies, you can have groups of people whose entire ideology 
is in opposition to the very foundations of the government that they're a part of, whether that be right-wing extremists or left-wing extremists, communists or fascists. You're not really allowed to do that in China. Not at all. Not really. You're not allowed to, dis- you're not allowed to be a, a group that purports a different political system in China. You will be shut down and arrested very, very quickly. So we're looking at you believe a thing that is culturally accessible, culturally acceptable, not opposed, and it is allowed. You grow up inside that society. As your brain is forming, you this is an old it's the old debate. It's called nature versus nurture. It's kind of bullshit argument. It's much more complicated than binaries. You start off with your DNA, which is the your parents and beyond sort of whatever they've passed to you, their um, their behaviours, their genetic information. You get a little bit of psychology from them as well, and then. You are raised by those people, so you get a whole bunch more psychology from them. You interact with the world while your brain is still forming. So if you, just again, someone I saw earlier today, if someone tells you that two plus two is five when you're young and you got rewarded for believing that two plus two is five when you were younger, when you get to an adult and someone tells you that's wrong, you are going to punch him in the face. Because it is part of your core identity that 2 plus 2 equals 5. Now, in reality, the, the, the example would be a little more nuanced than 2 plus 2 equals 5, but that will do for a demonstration. And I'm also annoyed that I remembered that really nice piece of information at the end of the podcast, not the start of the podcast. So, sorry. So, you now, as an adult, you're entrenched to the idea that um, 2 plus 2 equals 5. You ain't going to change your mind easily. And we come back to, and then now to reiterate, this is a very human thing. It's a very human problem that we take the ideas, make them part of our core identity, and we can't change them. And that's called um, ideological entrenchment. Oh, God, I'm getting bad at this. That's called ideological entrenchment. Uh, now you might grow up. You might find yourself being into a culture. So people don't become the really, really low impact, low drama, low likelihood of being rejected by society belief systems that there are. So crystal magic and, and Wicca and paganism and shamanism are there. You don't disappear into them straight away. Because it's not, it can be a cult, but it's not really a cult. Not really. It's just a bunch of people getting together. And of course, you'll have people that they enjoy crystal magic. They think it might be real. They kind of get their toes toes wet. They don't devote their entire life to it. They'll get, they'll buy some crystals. They'll think it does things. um, And it'll make them feel better. And that's fine. If you think that it's going to work, you do the thing. That's great. It's very low impact. It's very low societal chance of societal rejection. So bang on, go, do it. If it works for you, it works for you. That's great. That's fantastic. When we get to the point where people think that this is real and you're never, ever going to change their mind and you can't even enter into debate with them, that's when it becomes this entrenched ideology. You cannot change their mind. And that is very human. That's a very human response. So they've, they've found this observation about reality. They've factored it into their, their, the DNA of who they are. 
and you're never going to change it. And I say never, I've already delineated ways you can do it. You can, it's slow, requires love and patience, it's very hard, and you might get brain trauma as a result for the phrase, cognitive dissonance, ah, I remembered, can be really bad. Most of the time it's just not great. It can, sometimes it can be bad. So there you go. I'm now proper waffling for no other reason than I can. It's important to remember that there, you, we are in a pluralist society. So people are allowed to believe whatever they want to believe, as long as it fits within those lines of acceptability by society. If you firmly believe that you will become stronger and more powerful by eating the eating your slain enemies, you, that that's not really accepted by society, and it's not tolerated either. So you'll find yourself stopped very quickly. Well, if you're not very clever about it. I'm sure there's been cannibals that have lasted for years without getting caught. But you get my point. Not sure why I asked that question. Anyway. Yeah, we live in a pluralist society, so don't we can't we don't really judge people for believing things that are a bit crazy and out there, because everything is a bit crazy and out there. Like if you're asking a nihilist that question, an existential nihilist, you would say, oh, like, should we, should we restrict what people can and can't, can and can't say and believe and can, can and can't believe? They would say, no, what's the point? It doesn't matter. Nothing means anything. There is no inherent meaning in the universe. It's just whatever humans, and even human meaning is still meaningless. It's just, we do it. So, Yeah. Believe the crystals. That's great. I, I I really like rocks. I really like crystals. They're great. I have heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps. I even have what's called a mala, which is a yoga thing. And it's, I think mine's got hematite in it and jade and jasper and a few other bits and bobs. And it is designed for an energetic purpose. And that's what it was made for. I wear it because it's got rocks and I like it. The trick is to not letting something subsume your entire identity. And this is an interesting point to make because some this is how easy it is, especially if you're a new mum or you're a new homeowner or you've just entered into some arrangement that you desperately wanted, you're newly married this was a big focus of yours for a very long time and you're really geared up for it and you throw yourself into the activity, whether being a newlywed, a mom, a homeowner, a car owner, a business owner, any of those things, you throw yourself into it with great force, that becomes your identity. And that is the beginning of entrenchment. Because humans are emotional thinkers that helps us survive the tigers. We've talked about this. Rational thinking takes too long. We're not very good at it. We're not evolved to do it for long, for, for long stretches of time. Your brain doesn't want to do it and it finds shortcuts to avoid doing it for long periods of time. The more invested you get in something, the less perspective you can have alternative to your reality. Let me try and say that in a less shit way. The more emotionally invested you are in something, the less you can see outside looking in. You lack perspective. And we lack perspective about ourselves 
anyway. Like, um, humans are terribly, terribly blind towards ourselves because you can't see outside yourself. You are you. It's very meta at that point. You can try, but you're going to suck at it compared to someone else because they're looking at you from the outside. So then, then, then take this to the real world. I'm sure there are people out there that know a relative that, I mean, this, this is the cliche, nurse for 30 years, spends a couple of weeks on YouTube, suddenly seems to have forgotten their entire nursing and is now a dyed-in-the-wool conspiracy theorist, QAnon, anti-vax, pick one. Most people know one, know them with had know, know someone who's gone down that rabbit hole, and it's it's heartbreaking because essentially you've lost that person to that ideology. And this is why, when Trump came to power, it produced a similar result because he is so splitting. There's a better word than splitting, but he splits populations, and then you get people who like his brand of toxic manipulation and grifting and you get people who don't who see it for what it is one of the crazy stats around about trump is that he had huge supporters in male african-americans even though he was an absolute he is an absolute racist there are a lot of male black americans that like him because of shared toxic traits so it's not anything other than being human that gender engenders this. Emotions lead us to some strange places. And I think, I guess the takeaway is just, there are things that are socially acceptable. There are things that aren't socially acceptable. What those things are changes over time and goes backwards and forwards. God, thousands of years ago in Turkey not providing coffee for your wife was grounds for divorce. I think it was not even providing good coffee. <laughs> it was grounds for divorce. And it was enforced too. But then go back, and then I think a hundred years later, the, the leader, I can't remember the right word for the, I think it was the Ottoman leader, but the leader of an Islamic empire, I can't remember the right word. Um, caliph? No, anyway. Banned coffee. And it caused an intense uproar in the, in the society. There was an Egyptian pharaoh, um, uh, Atankamen, who was the father, I think he was either the father or an, a near relative of Tutankhamun, who just changed Egypt, Egypt to being monotheistic from a polytheistic society. Um, he took an aspect of Ra called Aten and made Aten the only god worth worshipping and it was punishable if you didn't. He took over all the temples and changed them and everything. He wasn't even, his body wasn't even cold before the society pushed it back the other way. They hated it because they were so used to doing things the other one way. What's acceptable versus what's not acceptable. People believing that crystals have energies that heal and can make you prosper and can change your luck are not, there's no empiricism to that idea. There's no evidence that that is real outside of a, um, I forget the word, the effect where it's just happening by chance and you've caused it. Anyway, whatever. Your own brain can sometimes do these effects to you. So like, 
if you want to be really healthy and you get a crystal to help you be healthy, if you concentrate on it hard enough, placebo. Sometimes, sometimes, and this is not very well understood what causes a placebo effect, sometimes you can actually get healthier in very specific ways simply by believing it hard enough. It's called a placebo effect. Um, but it's, um, it's rare and it's random. So, whatevs. But in the grand scheme of things, rocks are pretty cool. Crystals are pretty cool. And believing that they do certain things, they're shiny. That's fine. I tend to label things in this world that are not, that are all a bit left of center, not, not politically, but just weird beliefs. And I call them woo. This is a very condescending term. And I put anti-vaxxers in there with some chiropractors who think that chiropractics can solve disease, uh, cure disease and, and you don't need to be cure illness and you don't need to be vaccinated and chiropractors that'll show vaccine injuries and shit like that. I, put, I call that woo. Um, and so th- let's take an example of woo. Acupuncture. It's not medicine. It's alternative medicine. It's not medicine for a reason. There's been innumerable double-blind trials to see if if acupuncture should be folded into modern medicine because it does seem to have an effect. (coughs) Excuse me, talking too much. It does seem to have an effect. But you cannot... It's not been reproduced in such a way that the elements of it that work can be folded into medicine. And this is the people think, like, this is something that people don't get, is that when medicine is constantly evolving, when we find shit that works, it becomes medicine. If acupuncture and kinesiology and acupressure and some of the aspects of chiropractics were, would worked every time, the way they were advertised, what was on the side of the box, it would just be medicine. They would be folded into standardized treatments for medicine but because they kind of work they're not great but they kind of work it's hard to exactly nail down how they work or why it works like chiropractics is good for back issues that's been pretty well documented um some for limb lower for limb limb disorders things like that but it's not medicine it's alternative medicine so that's the thing and woo can be harmless. Woo, harmless woo is people thinking they're a shaman, believing they're a shaman, that's fine. Believing crystals have magical properties. <coughs> There's an old meme of someone covering their steering wheel with gluing crystals to their steering wheel, and that's going to align their chakras. It's also going to kill them when, if they have an accident and their uh, airbag expands, forcing crystals into their brain. And... On an adult note, there are people who use crystal dildos. Probably don't. You know, geology is not usually very friendly to human internal organs, but whatevs. Don't use malachite. It's water-soluble. It kills bacteria, depending on the copper concentrations. You want to have colonies of good bacteria in the anyway, moving on. Not ranting about that. I should wrap up. I've gone massively over tangent, as is my want to do. Thank you for listening. 
be plural with each other and let people believe what they want right up until it affects you because people can believe whatever they want. Um, a lot of these um, anti-vaxxers or people in critical injuries that are refusing to be vaccinated in industries that have it mandated are saying they're being forced. They're not being forced. They've still got a choice, but there's a consequence to that choice. Now, that's very easy for me to say because I have had one of my shots. I'm getting my next one in a couple of weeks, and I don't work in an industry that currently has mandated that everyone in it would be vaccinated. So I don't have that pressure put upon me. I'm not immune compromised, so I don't have that fear of what is this vaccine going to do to me. Oh, and this is just a little tidbit. If you meet anyone and they refuse to be on board with COVID vaccines because there's not enough long-term data about the use, vaccines aren't in your body after a couple of weeks anymore. They're gone. <coughs> and there's nearly 8 billion shots been given and all the data's been collected. That's quite a bit of medical information. It's one of the most well-researched medical interventions in human history. So shush. But yeah, I can understand the fear. If you're immune compromised and your work is forcing you to be vaccinated, that's not a fun place to be. Yeah. And I've actually asked some questions of people on Facebook, teachers and the like, what is the language like when the, in the force mandates? Can you, is there a, a allowance for people who are immune compromised or have other medical problems? And it's only if you have an anaphylactic response to one of the, the vaccine or one of the constituents of the vaccine. <coughs> which is not the sum total of people who can't medically have it. So yeah, there is an ethical gray area there. And I get it. There's a lot of fear there. A lot of fear. But, you know, ultimately, we let people believe what they want. Even in healthcare, people are not being forced to be vaccinated. You have to be vaccinated to have a career in healthcare, but you're not being forced. It's an important distinction. Let people be people. Whatever gets you through, there's no right or wrong answer to life. There really isn't. Science doesn't give us meaning so much as it gives us empiricism. And scientists, taking science beyond its scope merely as a measuring tool is beyond its scope, and it's called sciencism. It's not inherently any better than anything else taken to its extremes. So... Yeah, that's been nearly an hour. I should shut the absolute hell up now. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed my waffling. And um, see you later. I won't say have a good night. Because you knows. Bye. <laughs>